A Gemini vegetarian walks into a bar. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so me? So you, you're not a vegetarian. Um, yeah, I am. Like, when I start my vegetarian diet, like, that one day, I'm a vegetarian. But then... You mean, like, one day you just happen to not eat meat, and now you're a vegetarian? Yes. That's wow, how Wow, Jared ate a salad, and now he's a vegetarian. <laughs> With no chicken, no chicken or, um, steak. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, it's actually really funny that you bring that up because when I was in high school and we, like, you know, that whole craze started with, like, you know, that's what, not in high school, but, like, I was in middle school, actually. What craze? Vegetarianism? Yeah. So, like, I don't know if this happened to you, but, like, when I was in middle school, like, being a vegetarian is, like, when it started becoming, like, mainstream, at least in my city. In I don't know. I never really thought about when it started. Yeah. Like, but that's, like, when everyone started doing it, okay. you know. Okay. All of my friends were doing it, and I was like, oh my gosh, let's join the mob. (laughs) (laughs) Let me be a vegetarian. And so (laughs) I was like, mom, I'm a vegetarian now. And I remember we went to KFC, (laughs) and I couldn't get any chicken. Not like I I don't even like KFC's chicken, (gasps) though. Yeah. It's the best. No, it's not. It's the best. Bojangles, all the way. Okay, I've never had Bojangles. Actually, Raisin Cane's. Raisin Is it Raisin Cane's only chicken strips? Yeah, but that's not the same. No, that's not the same. <laughs> chicken strips are not fried chicken to me. Okay. They're different. But anyway, so yeah, I didn't get any meat that day. And I had, I got this, like, I remember it was, like, really gross. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like, the next, that, like, the next day for dinner, I had, like, I can only eat this, like, disgusting, like, green bean casserole that my mom made. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, mom. But, like, <laughs> that's the tea. Yeah. And then one day we were, like had gotten pizza so it's mm-hmm. been like two three days now that i've been a vegetarian yeah and we're just like eating this pizza and i'm eating a pepperoni pizza and they're like, jared aren't you like not a vegetarian they're like aren't you being vegetarian i was like oh i forgot and continued to eat You're the really pizza and that ended my yeah i was a bad vegetarian so i was a vegetarian for three days okay and it ended okay but so for that joke so for that so but you were too young to walk into a bar yes i was too young to walk into a bar but Every time I do walk in a bar that I haven't eaten meat in a couple of days, I'd be like, oh. You're a Gemini vegetarian. Gemini vegetarian. Comment if you actually know where that line is from. That's a line. That's true. We referenced it a lot. <laughs> Last episode, this episode. Yes. Please let us know. And I'll give you a special treat. We're not talking about that movie, though. We're no, talking no. about a much darker movie. A very, yes, very that dark. really has nothing to do with Zodiac signs. Mm-mm. Which I was excited for, as we had mentioned last week, but... I wonder, like, how mad would you have been at me if I was like, Jared, we're watching Zodiac, it's all about astrology, and then we sat down and it's like this three-hour serial killer drama. I would have been mad, not that the (laughs) fact that you had lied to me, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) the fact that I sat there confused, waiting for the astrology, and I'm like... Wait, I'm confused. Like, because, like, I mean, like, what we watched, I wouldn't have been mad about, but I would have spent right. the time, like, trying to piece together. Figure out where the, the astrology comes in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I would have been, like, <laughs> turned to you. And then I wouldn't have turned to you for a while because, like, okay, no, it will come. Right. <laughs> You're like, it'll, it'll, come. it'll figure it out. And then it wouldn't have, and I would have been so mad. Yeah. But that's why I didn't do it to you. Good. I'm yeah. Glad. Yeah. But it was interesting that it all stemmed from this company this like watch company right or sort of yeah yeah i mean that's or I will guess, we get where into that got, we'll get into that. we'll get into that a little bit i i mean i tried to approach this as from like a film angle as much as i could and not a true crime angle okay which is very hard um it's very hard especially with a movie like this um but let me i actually 
I actually did notes, so I'm like actually ready for this episode, which I've never done before. Usually I'm just like, uh, what do we do? But now I can actually break down the movie. So we're talking about Zodiac, released in 2007, directed by David Fincher. Is this your first David Fincher movie? I think so, unless you can, if you know some off the top of your head. Fight Club? Yes, I've seen Fight Club. Okay, so you've seen Fight Club. Okay. We talked about Seven. You hadn't seen Seven. I've seen bits of Seven. Panic Room. I've seen Panic Room. Social Network. I love Social Network. Gone Girl. Yes, Yes, I've seen Gone Girl. Okay, so you've seen a lot. So actually, okay. Yeah, okay, Okay, good. I would say, okay, see, and this is why I'm glad we're doing this, because now that I can put a name to the movies, like, Mm -hmm. instead of just going to, like, and seeing these movies, I can now connect them in this collection of, like, okay, these are David Fincher's, and I can start going Mm -hmm. around and intellectually saying... I like David Fincher movies. Yeah, you can. Because <laughs> <laughs> I actually have se- I've seen and enjoyed all of those movies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the ones, like, now he's branching out and, like, a lot of his movies are pretty different, but he definitely has, like, a distinct style, mm-hmm. which is really good. He's really good at building up the suspense. Yeah. He does a great job. And, like, uh, the first, like, the first thing I, like, groaned about when you said... We're seeing when we were reading the movie, you were like, Oh, it's two hours buckle up, it's two hours and forty five minutes. Yeah. And I was like, Oof. Like I'm not one to complain about a long movie, but mm-hmm. I just get fearful that right. the pacing won't keep up or I'll get bored mm-hmm. and then it becomes more of a chore than it does become like fun. Yes. But like between this and like Gone Girl, like he you know, he can he has your attention for a long time. Yeah. But he'll pay it off and you'll enjoy it yeah definitely no he's really good at keeping the tension really high and and bringing you into those situations he's his movies really they make me feel like i am in them and then even when they end you kind of like look at the world around you a little bit differently for a while like they stick with you i wonder if there's um a term for that effect because i have definitely felt that before I don't know. I can't think of one off the top of my head. I feel like that's one of those things where like another country, like another language would definitely have that one random word that perfectly describes that. Mm-hmm. But we don't have it in America yet. No, we or don't. in English. Maybe we can like copyright it, claim it. Yeah, we'll think of something. Name it. Yeah, all yeah, that yeah. stuff. Heard it here first <laughs> on the We Watch You haven't thing. heard the word yet, but <laughs> you've heard our promise that we'll come up with the word. <laughs> um, so like I said, directed by David Fincher. It stars Jake Gyllenhaal, Robert Downey Jr., our second surprise Fluffalo. <gasps> ah! Jared didn't know that Mark Ruffalo was in this. I did it, and I was <laughs> so happy when he popped up on the DVD mm-hmm. screen. Yeah, I know. I was <laughs> like, the... oh, we're going to get in the movie, and he's going to like scream when he sees him, and then the DVD, like, I have it on DVD. He's so like the first right one you see. He is. <laughs> okay, and then also, like, I would have never guessed this about Mark Ruffalo, but like, this is a running theme. He always plays law enforcement. Does he? And a lot of his movies, I feel, or not a lot, a lot, what but else like, Now he... You See Me, Now You See Me Too, he plays okay. FBI agent. Okay. But, oh, I'm not going to, wait, never mind. Don't, not, don't, I actually have not seen those I'm movies. not going to say anything. Um, yeah, he plays an FBI agent. Um, there's this one where he's like police. Mm-hmm. Um you know yeah there, you know maybe i've just seen it? these two movies and i thought there was more now that i'm going through the brain <laughs> that's Never okay mind. that's three yeah it is i three. mean he's an avenger he's that's an av- uh law enforcement 
But he's like a scientist first. In that in, in that sense to me, he's a scientist first. True. Because he's like Bruce. True. True. So. I'm just trying to help you out. Thank you. I appreciate it. But I'm trying to also <laughs> think. I'm like, okay, what is it? The kids are all right. Um, that's not what I don't know what his one. I don't know what his job is and the kids are all He's like a restaurant tour. Uh, in okay. that one. Oh yeah, let's whip up the Embiid. You know, he plays a journalist a lot. 13 going on 30, Spotlight. Spotlight. He was in Date Night. Oh, he probably plays a cop in Date Night. Does he? Wait, am I looking at Mark Ruffalo or Mark Wahlberg? I'm on Mark Ruffalo. Are you? Okay. Okay. But that's funny because Mark Wahlberg is in Date Night. So is Taraji P. Henson. I need to see this movie I know we, again. Right? <laughs> oh, holy crap. Oh my gosh, there's so many stars in this. I didn't even realize it. Okay, I can't help you out, Jared. I'm sorry. I think it was, I think those are I his mean, only ones. It was, we, we, we tried. We tried our very best. We did. I just got excited because I like to connect. Because yeah, but it was a it was a fail. That's okay. Okay. Continue. Moving on from. Move on. <laughs> um, it was based on Robert Graysmith's book, who Jake Gyllenhaal played in the movie. He was a cartoonist that worked for the San Francisco Chronicle. Was that the paper? Um. Yes. I think, yeah, San Francisco Chronicle, and he helped. I remember her, she's like, it's in the Chronicle. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's in the Chronicle. <laughs> um, yeah, and so he, he wrote the book, and do you know, okay, because I watched the commentary, and then I watched, like, makings of and stuff. Do you know who owned the rights to his book before the screenwriter who ultimately wrote this? He wanted to option the book, and when he looked into it, a certain company owned the rights to this book. And um, I don't know why they owned the rights. A company. I, I, yeah, and I want to know what their plans were. Was it Apple? It was Disney. <gasps> Disney owned the That's rights? That's what he said in like this making of featurette. He was like, I wanted to option the book, and I went to go look into who owned the rights. And Disney owned the rights, but then they let them lapse. So then okay. he was able to get them. Cool. They owned it for like 10 years or something, and then didn't do anything with it but like what were they hoping would come out of this yeah it's not i mean there's no way to like make it less dark and horrible but this wouldn't be the first time that disney's trying to do something like this because i mean they had miramax oh and i bet that's what it was mm -hmm. yeah they were probably gonna like slide it under another distributor yeah okay yeah and then now it makes sense that would have been interesting yeah um, okay, so the movie opens with the first of only three murders that they show. He actually murdered a lot more people. Okay. And these aren't even his first murders. Well, I guess, like, what I got confused about, too, in the movie, mm -hmm. which I'm sure we'll, like, touch on, but, like, it was... I thought that they were doing this thing where, like, they would show you murders mm -hmm. of, like, the Zodiac killer killing people, mm -hmm. but as it was unraveling with, like, they're trying to, like, you know, piece it together. And then I remember when Robert Downey Jr.'s character said the slime was like, oh, he's breaking his pattern. Right. And I was like, wait, is he actually breaking the pattern? Or do we have these copycats that are good enough or people claiming that they did these murders under the Zodiac name? Well, that, I mean, that's something that, because it's still unsolved. Right. And I think even last year they sent away his DNA, hoping that kind of like the Golden State Killer, that he would be captured or caught. I don't, I didn't read anything about if anything happened. Um, with that, 
But he had been killing people, and then in his letters, because there are also more letters than just the ones we see in the movie, in his letters, he confessed to those and told the cops, or said in the letter, details that the cops had withheld that basically said, like, only the killer would know these things. <laughs> I text Hiko. Oh, that's right. You text him. He, he has to text the, our next guest. To remind him to bring the DVD. So that we can watch so we can it and watch discuss. Because it, it's like a movie from, I guess it would be 2009. No, 1999, because it's celebrating its 20th anniversary. Yes, it is. Okay, Texas sent. Phones on silent. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, so yeah, basically, like, they do think that maybe they, it's possible that there were some copycats. But for the most part, they think it was this guy because he knew details mm-hmm. okay, cool. of the crimes. Um, but they only show in the movie, they only show three of the murders and um, they show those three because there were witnesses and there were no witnesses for any of the other murders. Wow. So yeah, just the three and then the woman who claims she was, and that one's still, they're not sure that's true. The woman who got picked up on the highway. Right. With the baby. With the baby. Because they never witnessed her with him they just witnessed it's her just her street. story right. yeah exactly so but that was one they could throw in there and then um the two guys survived those murders and then there were witnesses watching the murder of the cab driver right the and kids, then yeah. in the those scenes the actor portraying zodiac is a different actor every time mm-hmm. and he the whoever they got for those fit the description of the survivors or the witnesses because he was described in so many different ways some things line up but some some of the descriptions of him mm. physically are like totally different right i noticed that and i thought that mm-hmm. was a really fun like film trick yeah Not trick but like another a thumb a fun film thing feature or whatever you want to yeah call it. and That's- it's a really cool way of because since it's still unsolved of being like well we don't actually know what this guy you know we can't cast the same guy that we're going to reveal at the end is him because we can't do that so yeah it's a really fun solve for that problem too Mm -hmm. and it kind of elevates your storytelling at the same time because without Mm -hmm. saying directly in words like oh these survivors had contradicting yeah um testimonies Mm -hmm. to what they look like Mm -hmm. you kind of let the viewer figure that out for themselves which i really enjoyed right um I was going to say, though, for that lady that got, like, that she got in the car with them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, how did, like, how do you think that she got out? Because, like... She the, jumped. She so did. She, she did She jump. claims that she jumped out of the car when it was, I think he slows down to a stop or something, and she claimed to have jumped out and, like, rolled down into, like, this embankment, and there's all this, like, all these plants, or it was, like, tall grass or something, and he got out of the car to look for her, but she said she stayed low and quiet and he gave up and left how did that baby stay quiet i don't know and i think that's maybe why some people are like why the the cops and the detectives at the time were like did this actually happen to you because it's a pretty crazy story Mm -hmm. well did her car check out like did that check well i guess i don't know i don't know that yeah and i mean like girl would you believe some i don't know i don't think i would believe someone if they like uh, stop me to like tell me that like my tire like I mean I wouldn't for sure now but back then that was a totally different time and this was like well because, when was this when did this that was 
early in the se- 80s. early 70s no oh, okay no this was late 60s early 70s that oh, okay. most of the stuff was happening um but also like serial killers were not a big thing until then if you watch his really series, not really okay so we have like jack the ripper of course mm-hmm. which is like way back in the day and then in the 60s and 70s is like when serial killers seemed to have started like there were people like hh H. holmes like they definitely existed prior to that but in the 70s it almost seemed like it was becoming an epidemic oh my of gosh. like I couldn't, oh, that wow. you had like charles manson son of sam the golden state killer zodiac like you had all these high profile like all men btw all white men all white men <laughs> btw yeah yeah <laughs> Straight cis women. Straight cis women. <laughs> Get me out of that. I was like, "Get me out of that category." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hmm, Jared, you're a white male. <laughs> I don't know no, what you do at I'm night. Go stab someone with my iridescent like knives. They're gonna be like they're stabbed <laughs> with rainbow knives and covered in glitter. It's <laughs> <laughs> my signature. <laughs> You leave actual horoscopes behind. <laughs> so, uh, oh my gosh! Well, speaking of horoscopes, really mm-hmm. quick to tangent, the coasters. Oh yeah, are your coasters. Little zodiac signs. I'll yeah. have to take some pictures. We'll put them on the gram for you guys. Because <laughs> they're so pretty. I bought them in London. They are very pretty. I do like these a lot. They're made in China. Oh, damn it! Sorry. <laughs> oh, Even when I go out of the country. <laughs> no, but this time they're produced in China. It's a little bit fancier. Right. That's funny. Sass and Bell. That's the name of the store. Yeah. Free marketing. There you go. Um, what were we saying? Right, yeah. oh, okay. So the, yeah. So the movie after the murders, it follows the investigation um, from the about 1969 to early 70s. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I talked to my dad because, you know, I said I had a personal connection to this a little bit because I grew up around there and like my family used to vacation at like Berryessa where the stack so like yeah yeah like we used to all the time my parents at during this time vacationed at like Berryessa and like I talked to my dad and I was like what were you guys thinking like when all of this was going on because my parents were let's see they would have been like early 20s oh so right around the age yeah so they were like the age of the people that were being murdered and they were going up to these same locations um and my dad at first he was like oh we weren't worried like we didn't think anything was going to happen and then talking to him a little bit more he was like i was like well what about going to like lake barriessa all those the same he was like yeah well we went up you know the same time as the murders and we weren't worried at all and i was like dad and then he started going well we did all go out and buy guns and bring them up to the lake. So, like, they were they were worried. I don't think they were really letting on that they were worried, but they took some precautions. All right, yeah, I bet you did. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that was like, um, well, I guess he was ex-Navy. I was like, how was he so good with the gun? But that makes sense. Well, that's what they, yeah, they think he was ex-Navy. But also, like, you could just go, well, he also wasn't great with the guns. Really? I don't know. I mean, he... They didn't make it he seem left, like in the movie. He but. left the guy alive. Like, he just kind of... It's not like he was, like, a precision marksman. 
it seems. Like it wasn't a sniper. True, because he shot that couple in the car. Yeah, in the car. So they couldn't go anywhere. Range. Close range. I was surprised the guy survived that. Me too. Gosh. Me too, like, yeah. He's right there in the car. Just shoot him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, and that's, yeah, it's, he lets both, not lets both of those guys live. I think he thought they were dead. But they Double check your work, so y'all. so lucky. <laughs> yeah, no, they were very lucky to, to get out. Yeah, and one of like one of those locations is um, right by the one in Vallejo. I think is right by our Six Flags theme park. <laughs> so I used to think about that when I would go to Marine World and we'd park, and I'd be like, "This is kind of a, it's kind of dark." But yeah, so I mean, he went all over the Bay Area, just chopping, just just doing his not thing. chopping, shooting, yeah, doing his thing. <sighs> yeah, I wish like. I thought they were to go down this route with, like, he just wanted, like, the fame. Like, he wanted to get caught. Like, he mm-hmm. wanted to make a name for himself. Mm-hmm. But, no. I mean, yeah, it's kind of weird what his motivation is. Because, like, he, he does kind of change his pattern a little bit. He does seem to really want the recognition as Zodiac. Like, he wants him to wear the buttons at one point and everything. He wants everything to be published. He seems very proud of the job he's doing um he does disappear for a while but the suspect that they think at the end of the day is actually him um he went to prison for a while on other charges and that's kind of the same time that zodiac disappeared for a little bit so that probably explains that but it's crazy it's kind of like any serial killer i mean some of them claim to hear voices like son of sam thought that he was taking like orders from his dog who was possessed by a demon or something and that in the demon dog was telling him to kill it like who knows what's going on yeah well i feel like they also even hinted that the motivation was that there was no motivation just do it just to do it yeah which like to me always scares me because i'm just like people like because you think you're out there and you're like why I don't have any enemies. Like, I haven't really pissed anyone off. Like, I'm safe, but no. No, if someone just feels like killing and I just happen to be there. Yeah. And, like, in theory, you're like, okay, let me just, like, kill. But it's like, that actually takes a lot out of you to, like, actually end someone's life. To me, I I mean, to us. Well, to to non-sociopaths. Yeah. To him, he seemed, I mean, we don't, I don't know what it would feel like to them. Who knows? I mean, it's kind of like being an introvert or an extrovert. Yeah. You know? But, <laughs> but it's like, okay, so if it's like he was a sociopath, what about this guy? Who was the suspect that they, who was like their favorite guy? Their favorite guy and the guy that they, everyone's pretty sure it is, is Arthur Lee Allen. Okay. Yes. Who was played Lee. by John Carroll Lynch, who is amazing and does not get enough credit for what he does and should win all of the awards. He's amazing. His performance was great. He, oh my god, that was this up for awards? This didn't really get any. Oh. I don't think it really, but it was it was up against some like good stuff. Here, let, let me, me check. yeah. Okay, cinematography. It was up against. Okay, there will be blood was the winner, but it was also up against. What year? Is oh this? no, it wasn't even nominated. Two thousand and eight, I think, would have been the year that it would have been in the Oscars. Yeah, that's so sad because I feel like it's like a good adapted screenplay. It could have done. It's a fantastic movie and I don't know why it was 
so overlooked. Snuffed. That was like totally if Buzzfeed snuffed. was like big back then. I've been like, stuff yeah. was snuffed. <laughs> 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 no, Juno was that year too. They would have been all about Juno. Yeah. Uh, what was your, okay, so I have some questions. Okay, cool. What was your favorite thing about the movie? Did you have a favorite thing? My favorite thing, I'm trying to like piece it, I'm trying to like, wow. What, I think like what a guess would have been like my favorite was just like the cinematography. I know, it's so good. Yeah. And this was one of the first digital movies. Like this was like not shot on film. This oh, was okay. back when like movies were still being regularly shot on film. Everyone was looking down on digital. And they shot this on I forget the camera, but it's not even like one of it's not like it's the Ari or the Red or something that like people go gaga over now. Um but yeah, it was one of the first movies that was done digitally. And that's kind of one of the reasons why it looks so distinctive because they were able to shoot in really low light. Some of the lights were practical that they just like, like in the basement. Yes, yeah, so I was just about like, to say that. Like oh, when I scene. when I say, and then when I say cinematography, I am talking about yeah. that scene in the basement, and then get the mirror. Mm-hmm. Ah! the blocking ah! in this movie ah! is ah! amazing. Yeah, amazing. Very well done. And the way that he uses the camera with the blocking, it's the best. Yeah, I think that would be like my star, like favorite thing. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah, and then, like, and this movie was edited on Final Cut, too, oh, which was, I know, and everyone was like, was, and that might be, actually, it might be one of the reasons why it, like, wasn't nominated for stuff, because they were like, oh, it's digital. Like, we're not gonna give this to a digital movie. Right, they're being snobby. They're being really snobby, and this movie looks amazing, and was probably way easier and cheaper from a technical standpoint to make. Right. Then something else. Um, did you have a favorite scene? Ooh. Mm, no. Not like a favorite. No. No yeah. favorite. Yeah. I guess it all does feel, I don't know, like I said before, cohesive. My favorite is the basement. Every time. Yeah, because you, you're like, Dang. I looked over. He was on his phone. I was like, Jared, this is a really good scene. I forgot what I was doing. I was doing something important. I wasn't just on my yeah, phone. Yeah, he wasn't just was on his boring, phone. He picked it up for a reason. I was but I was like, this is not the time to respond to that text. Yes. Yeah, because I, yeah, I assume that's your favorite. I mean, like, I guess a couple, because like, I don't, I have favorite. Okay, here's what. I do have some favorite scenes. I like basically any of like the flashbacks. Like, I liked the scene with like the car, with the lady in the car. Or like with a oh, couple okay. at like the lake. All of the murders. All of the murders. <laughs> all of the murders. <laughs> See, those are the ones that, those are the scenes where I'm like, I love this movie. But the I can handle, like the murder in the car I can handle because it's a little bit more cinematic. The murder at the lake is very hard for me to watch because it's filmed more like a documentary. Like there's no score. He, when he starts stabbing them, all you get to hear are their screams. There's no, you know fantastical dolly shot or anything it's just like we're gonna watch these two people go through something horrendous yeah yeah that one's hard for me to watch yeah okay yeah those are my answers my favorite scenes are your favorite scenes the murders Mm -hmm. good for you good for you i'm a little (laughs) afraid to live with you right now (laughs) um were you sad that it went unsolved or like did you feel like the movie did you feel unfulfilled? No. So, like, I mean, that goes back to my point with, like, Fincher's, like, use of, like, the suspense and just, like, the ride that we had with mm-hmm. him in this story. You don't 
you know, you don't have that feeling of like, oh, who did it? Because they do it in a way where like they feed you enough where it's like this, it was Lee. Yeah. They do feed you enough of that Mm -hmm. and they kind of let you even like, you know, debunk your own, um, if you had any curiosity or if you had any doubts, that's what I'm looking for. If you like debunk your own like doubts because like, yeah, like it, like things match up and they didn't like shove it down your throat. Like it was this guy like they, right because they don't even know for sure they don't even know for sure and they were very thorough about it and it kind of like wasn't like a stink a stinker you know it's not like oh mm-hmm. the bad guy got away they're like he's just like the closest one that fits and yeah. like no one else can really like they really like used all of their resources they you know went down every alley that they could mm-hmm. you know yeah they it got to the point where like Freffalo, <laughs> and like all of the cops mm-hmm. um had to you know they like had to give up yeah yeah well it's it almost is more of the story of like whose life got completely taken over by this guy and most of the people aside from gray smith are able to put it to the side and eventually move on um but it's interesting that they throw um because there's kind of a scene in there that tells you that you're not going to get the satisfying satisfying ending that you might expect from a movie like this. And that's when they have the premiere of Dirty Harry. And have you ever seen Dirty Harry? I have not. Okay, do you know of Dirty Harry? No, I do not. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. I can't believe Jared, I cannot believe. You know, you're feeling lucky, punk. You're feeling lucky, punk, do ya? Yeah, I, I do. My mom would say that to me. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... It's a really famous movie with Clint Eastwood. He plays a cop who's based off of Mark Ruffalo's character. Um, the character, have you ever heard of Bullet? Probably not, because that's an even older movie Bullet. with Steve McQueen. Has one of the most famous car chases in history. I've heard of history. it, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, my parents got to watch that car chase being filmed because they were working in San Francisco at the time. So, like, they were super you. jealous. But um, so the character that Steve McQueen plays in Bullet is also based on. Dave Toskey, who was Mark Ruffalo's character. Mark Ruffalo's character, or Mike Ruffalo, probably play, portrayed him the most accurately. Um, as he would. Uh, yeah, as right? He would. As he would, because this movie's a little more realistic than Dirty Harry. Um, but Dirty Harry was based on the Zodiac killings, and the murderer in that movie is Scorpio. That's what they call him. Oh. Mm. I know. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, but at the end of Dirty Harry, he gets him. He shoots him. Kills him. Um, so it's interesting. How because... American. Oh, yeah. Oh, You gotta get the bad guy. Gosh. The, ugh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, that's smart slash funny. It's like, yeah, you have all these scary killings going on. Let's release a movie to calm the American public. Like, we're gonna get well, him, it was guys. like, yeah. We're I mean, gonna it was get like, him. It's been going on for so long. <laughs> Like, no one is feeling satisfied. They're like, it's okay. Clint Eastwood's going to get him. Clint Eastwood's going to take the law into his own hands, and Dirty Harry's going to get him. And he did. Oh, um, culture. Oh, my gosh. I know. Oh. <laughs> so that's kind of interesting that they show that in Zodiac, because they're like, yeah, this is not Dirty Harry. We're mm. not going to get. But I actually feel very satisfied by that ending when um, Jake Gyllenhaal goes to the hardware store to look at Lee. Arthur Lee Allen and he just looks him in the eye and that performance that John Carroll Lynch gives where his face just changes from like 
I'm helping a customer to, if you say one thing, I'm going to kill you. But then also he seems a little like afraid, like, oh shit, people are, someone figured me out. Mm -hmm. Or like he thought he got away with it. Like they're not digging into me anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, he felt safe. He was like, I've moved on. They've moved on. Um, No one's going to ever find me. And then to have this one random guy just come in and give you that look like I know you can see it on his face. And to me, when I watch the scene, I don't know if this is wishful thinking, but I read it as Arthur Lee Allen is now going to have to live in fear that people are going to figure out that it's him. Mm -hmm. He didn't get away with it as much as he thought he did. Right. Um, And then I like to think that Robert Graysmith kind of got to move on a little bit as well because he got to look him in the eye. Mm -hmm. And that's all he really wanted. wanted to do. Yeah. He didn't get the satisfaction of the murderer saying, I'm Zodiac. But that's as much of a satisfying ending as you would get in real life. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I also just think it's so interesting that, like, he even got caught up in this. Like, this cartoonist that, like, puzzles Mm -hmm. just gets, like, consumed in this, like, whole mystery. And it's funny, too. It's, like, the idea of this person as Zodiac, it was interesting to see how many lives he unraveled Mm -hmm. just because of the consistent pursuit for him. Yeah. Like, even with, like, Robert Downey Jr., like lost not lose his job because of it but because of this like yeah. he lost his job he became like he an, was alcoholic an alcoholic and yeah and just like led him down this dark path mm-hmm. and like he he let his ego because he thought he could go up against the big bad zodiac right it bit him in the butt mm-hmm. and you know well because it's like you all these people are they're sane people and they're coming at it from more of a rational standpoint and you're dealing with a crazy person so like you're never it's like, it's like, have you ever had like a roommate or like, you know, a person you work with them or something and they're just irrational and you try to talk sense into them and they're just not having it. And you have to just realize at some point that you, you can't talk to them because they're insane. Right. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's kind of what this is. Like there, there's no, and you're not going to, and the thing is too, is even if they caught the guy, you wouldn't get the satisfaction because they're not going to care like you want them to care because they're sociopaths. Mm-hmm. They, caring is not something they can do. Yeah, you won't you won't dig up that satisfaction that you want. No. Unless you're dirty Harry. Sure. <laughs> you there you go. Here, but then I don't know. I don't think I'd feel satisfied if I shot someone even if it was a bad person. Mm-hmm. I also thought it was really funny like the cross county jurisdiction and like the yeah. sharing of the files that was mm-hmm. a really interesting and I think almost teachable moment. Oh, very teachable <laughs> from well, these murders. It's funny you say that because I was thinking about it. I always like to think um, in a movie whenever they show the title, I always like to think of when they choose to show it because um, not every movie shows you the title, some don't, but the ones that do, I, I always think like, okay, why did they show it there? You know, because they wait a little bit. They had a scene, mm-hmm. and then they show us the title. And they show us the title of Zodiac when Jake Gyllenhaal drops his kid off at school, and he just says, what does he say, learn a lot, I think? He just mm-hmm. goes, yeah, like, he says, learn a lot. like, learn a lot. And I was for a while, I was like, that's just such a normal moment. Like, why are they showing it that to me? But I think that that's kind of what we get from this movie, is, like, they didn't solve it, but they learned a lot. 
like oh. everyone in the movie they learned that like you like you have to put your egos away because that's something that happens still is like no that's my county that that happened and it's my case and like you see it in movies when like the fbi rolls in and they're like no fbi this is my case and the fbi is like we're taking over you know like you got to put your ego away we're all on the same team share and share alike and i think yeah, yeah it's something they learned for sure and it's i feel uh, like yeah you just like yeah learned a lot i mean even with like the puzzles mm-hmm. and all the fun stuff you could like play along with. yeah that's true yeah but also it's just like why wouldn't they listen like i don't know it was it seemed like they could build a profile of him well i think that all the different counties kind of did but they didn't they, since they didn't share like they all kind of had the missing pieces and then which drives me insane and this this is what happened is they came so close to getting him with the cab driver that he killed because there are witnesses and the cops immediately went on on the streets and the cops even stopped him to talk to him when he was walking through but when the crime was initially reported and i don't know how it got mixed up but he was reported as being a black male so all the cops were searching for the first part of the night for a black male and they stopped zodiac to say have you seen this black male running around and Zodiac standing there covered in blood is like, nope. <laughs> Not me. Not me. I haven't seen him. <laughs> and he leaves. And it's like, oh my God, if you guys had just reported it correctly and not let whatever happened for mm-hmm. whoever decided to say that, you know. It's like when someone's holding Ooh. a piece that they haven't talked about in an escape room. And you're like looking and looking and looking, and you're like, why haven't we found this? Like, oh, I had this. Where's the triangle? Oh, this triangle? This one? Oh, this little thing? (laughs) You sound like you've been burned before. Oh, yeah, girl. (laughs) Real life experience speaking. Yeah, so that's why it's frustrating that, like, they came so close so many times. And then, but then another thing that drives me crazy, too, is that they're so hung up on this partial fingerprint that they found that might not, they say later, it might not even be Zodiac's. Right. It could have been one of the cops accidentally touching it. And the handwriting. And oh my gosh, the handwriting. Hand oh my oh God. My gosh. Did you test them? Both hands? Both oh, hands? Both hands. <laughs> and it doesn't even matter. Okay, so in the book, something that's interesting, um, I'm going to wait for this plane. Okay, because I have to readjust it too. Oh good, readjust. So yeah, in the book, something that they talk about, they talk about the handwriting a lot, of course. Um, But they say, I think it was Robert Graysmith that figured this out. What he thinks he did was he traced the letters. So like he had, you know, those overhead projectors that you had like as a kid. Mm -hmm. So he, they think that he had something like that. And then he pulled the letters from different sources and each he traced every single one. That's smart. So then like it wouldn't, handwriting wouldn't even matter. Yeah. But again, it's like, how do you prove that? I mean, you don't, but then to me, I'm like, let's ditch the handwriting as the the sole thing we're convicting him on. Right, but I don't think, like, that theory, unless you had more to prove that theory, I can see why they would want to stick to it, I think he did. I mean, I I think he really went into showing you how it worked and maybe even showing you some sources or something. Like, he really, he didn't just come up with the idea. He did back it up. He did back it up a little bit. Um, but also like, 
how do you back up that someone is ambidextrous or not? And like, how do you, I mean, any of it. I get that they're like, well, you see how you, that the person like draws the letters. Does the, is the K two strokes or three? But like, I, I remember I decided to completely change how I did my A's in middle school. And in middle school, I did the A's with like the fancy top on it. Mm Mm-hmm just in middle school and then i was like this is stupid this is taking me too much time and then i went back to like my normal handwriting but for a while i completely did my a's differently right i don't know if they'd be able to tell that it was still me but like they probably would just use other letters probably probably but i used to do big bubbly letters oh and now it's like chicken scratch Yeah, I don't know how they do it because my handwriting does change depending if I'm in a hurry or not. Me too, and my <laughs> handwriting completely changes based on the pen that I'm using. Oh yeah, oh girl. I mean, I, that's why they're like, well, it's how you shape your letters. But like sometimes I really do change how I, d- like where I start my letter, what letters go into each other, what letters I combine. Because sometimes I'm not misspelling words, I'm just combining letters. Right. And then it looks like I misspelled the word. Shorthand, it's just shorthand. Shorthand, yeah. I don't got time to write all that. Exactly. Did Graysmith ever talk about why he loved this case so much or like why he got so attached? Not really. That'd be an interesting thing to ask him. Yeah, because. Why were you obsessed with this guy? I mean, he said he loves puzzles. I mean, bitch, so do I. But again, I go to escape rooms. I do other things. I I know know they didn't exist. I'm not going to lie. If, like, if there was a killer right now and they were posting, like, ciphers or something in the paper, I'd be trying to solve them yeah i mean i got obsessed with those wrong phone calls that we were getting at our office you did and i drove all the and way you down solved there. that mystery i solved that mystery it was the wrong area code <laughs> it wasn't some big sex trafficking ring that i thought i was gonna bust but girl if it would have been i would have been a hero but no now i just get to tell them i'm sorry it's the wrong area code <laughs> yeah we're still getting those calls <laughs> Um, okay, so I have a little game for us to play. Yay! I hope this isn't, like, in bad taste that we're... I, I've eliminated... So, what, okay, so what we're going to do is... Because I feel like we should be on your turf for a little bit. Okay, cool. So okay. we're going to match the character to their Zodiac sign. Yay! You're going to have to guess. <laughs> and Zodiac doesn't get to be a participant because fuck him. Yeah, fuck so, you. Yeah. So the first person we have wait we're we doing characters or the actors we're doing characters oh. sorry we're yeah. not doing actors because that's too easy <laughs> i know okay robert graysmith played by what? jake gyllenhaal okay jake gyllenhaal okay i'm when gonna try to walk you through my process mm-hmm. please do please do okay so he was very much a mat like an He's more of one of the thinkers. Mm-hmm. He's not an earth sign. Not saying that earth signs aren't thinkers, but that's not like what they thrive on. Okay. Um, was he really? I don't think he was a water sign because he wasn't really. At least how Jake Gyllenhaal portrayed him, he wasn't like that emotional or like not really. Right, into his and that's feelings. true. And like the the characters are portrayed a little bit differently. You know. Um, yeah. If I'm going based off like the performance and just yeah. kind of like real life, if he's a writer, I wasn't really that social. He always had something. He always like had something on his mind. Like his work was like more, more important to me than like his actual family. Mm-hmm. Um. So okay. Um. So I might put water back in. I don't think he was okay. an air sign. Um. Water or fire. Um. Leadership, sort of. Yeah. 
Um, I'm gonna go. I don't know for some reason like. Is that even? No, that's not. Go with your gut. Go. I don't even know which is which. I know. I don't know. The the sign of Aries is coming to me right now, but that is definitely like not right. I'm just gonna go with um. I'm gonna go with Leo. He's a Leo. Leo. Leo? Yeah. Go with Leo. Mm -hmm. He's definitely not a Leo. Damn it. He's a Virgo. He's analytical, intelligent, meticulous, modest, humble, and dedicated. So I got a few of the check marks. You got a few. That's why I was like, are you going to get this? <laughs> You're like, I was like, part of this game is that zodiac signs are bullshit, Jared. Don't get them all. <laughs> and then Virgo is a water sign. Yeah, so you were, yeah. And that's what I thought. I, like, don't know a lot of them, but I was like, he's really close. <laughs> we have three more. We have three okay, more. Okay, cool. See. I mean, I'm loving my luck so far. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Someone was asking, there was someone in the office that was, like, Ian. Ian was mm, okay. like, guess my thing. <laughs> and, like, I was, like, going through the list, and then I missed it, too. Because, like, mm -hmm. I haven't really studied Virgo that much. Okay. But maybe, I mean, to. Everybody gets my sign wrong. Yeah, well, it's because, girl, you're tricky. Mm-hmm. You're really tricky. I am. But I know I your science doesn't matter. I know. Uh, Paul Avery, Robert Downey Jr.'s character. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it's funny though, like when I was doing this and I was like just doing the research and like I compared their birthdays to like when it was, like all of these, all of these stupid zodiac signs fit with their like personalities. Mm -hmm. Driving me crazy. Okay. Kay. So he's a little cuckoo cuckoo. He is. He's a very, like, free spirit, I think. Mm -hmm. And he's, like, passionate. Again, I don't think he's an earth sign. Okay. I think he's more of an air sign. Okay. Um, I'm not going to cheat, but I just need, like, a list of the of signs. The signs. I'm not going to pull up trees. That's okay. And I don't know the birthdays of these characters. You don't. So. Um, why, why would you? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a I little scared. Wanna, like, make <laughs> I just, like, need to have a list up. Of the so, names of the signs. I get of that. Of the name of the signs, yes. because, like, that was also part of my problem, is that, like, I couldn't, like, think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Blame whatever you oh. have to. <laughs> um, I want to say that... Gosh. There's nothing on the line here. It's okay. I know. But I want to... Yeah, my <laughs> reputation. That's true. Of being an astrology major. I mean, obviously, <laughs> I'm not fucked up. But I want to say that he is a cancer. <gasps> nope. Nope. He's an Aries. Yeah. Curious, energetic, upbeat, enthusiastic, and adventurous. Which explains why he went all the way to... To Riverside by himself Riverside to follow up himself. a shady lead. I know. And then Aries. What kind of sign is that? I don't know. It is a fire sign. Is it? Oh. Yeah, I have it right here. Isn't it a, is it a goat? It's the ram. It's the ram. See, I would think that would be Earth. But yeah. what do I know? Okay, number three. Dave Toski, Mark Ruffalo. Oh, girl. Taurus through and through. Really? Oh, yeah. Hands down. Cancer. What is this? Wait, what? This is... Okay, this he's is... intuitive, sentimental, creative, spontaneous, faithful, loving, and protective. Come on, Jared. 
That's funny that I said Aries the first time. I know, and then Cancer. You're like, like you're you're just so psychic that you're a step ahead. You know what's coming later. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is the last one, and if you don't get this one, because this is an easy one, Melvin Belli, who was played by Brian Cox, he was the guy with the glasses that was on the TV show who talked to the guy that called in that claimed to be Zodiac. He was the the fanciful rich. TV guy. Okay. Oh, he's a Leo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Energetic, yes. optimistic, straightforward, loyal, and loves the limelight. There you Which go. is me. <laughs> I don't know. People can never guess it. I'm a secret Because you Leo. don't love the limelight. That's what you think. <gasps> I love the limelight when I'm controlling it. <laughs> but I'm not just It's not always be... about being in it. It's not no, always being in it. it's not always being in it. You got to learn to die. Exactly. Okay, so one out of four. One out of four. Well, I'm going to give myself two half points for saying (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. So you got two out of four. (laughs) That's half points. Yeah. Uh, (sighs) I need to study up on my signs again. I know. Slackin. Slackin. My good. Okay, that's also what I was going to ask. Okay, wait. The last guy. What was his name? Paul. Melvin. Melvin. Mm -hmm. Why did Zodiac call him out and like have him... So he was... um, this is something I had to look up to. This is not something I knew off the top of my head. Um, let me make sure I got this right. He was a lawyer who represented a lot of really high-profile people, including um, including a serial killer, I think. Let me see. So, he, yeah, he had a lot of really famous clients. And I think they say something in the movie like, well, of course he wants to call him because he represented so-and-so who was like another... I think it was Son of Sam, maybe. Okay. Like it was another um, serial killer who he had um, represented. So I think that's why they thought that he... But he at the time was like famous for just being himself. Oh, he represented Jack Ruby after Ruby shot and killed Lee Harvey Oswald, who was Ooh. the guy who shot and killed JFK. Wow. So who knows why he did that for free? That's kind of weird. Yeah, so that's why, because he, I guess that's why. I mean, who knows why that guy did anything? Yeah, interesting. Yeah. And what did he teach in school, Lee? I don't know. That would have helped. Helped what? Just build the profile. Just build the profile. Yeah, they don't say. It almost seemed was he an elementary school teacher? Because if he was elementary, then it's everything. Oh, T. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, an, I think it was like elementary. I think, yeah. So maybe, I, I can't remember. Okay. That's all I have. Wow. I know. Yeah. I was also like, if that, would do you think when Gray Smith went on the date with that girl, mm-hmm. that was like how their first date actually went? Probably not. Okay. I don't Does know he talk story. about that in the book, about his wife and family? No. No, not at all. Um, but the book, I mean, I think it seems like he started the book pretty early and then went on and like he kept amending it too. Like this copy that I have <clears throat> is like the original, but then it it even has at the very end, which I have to read, it's the last thing I have left to read. Um, it's like an interview with him and David Fincher. Wow. Okay. Yeah, in that copy. So, I don't. yeah, he doesn't really talk... Too much about that. I don't know how true any of the personal stories were. 
I mean, but he stayed it pretty. Could be. I don't think they could be wildly outrageous because if he's optioning the book and I think he's working with yeah, Bruce and actually Smith, they they sent the, the screenplay to um, the people who were alive at the time. So Robert Graysmith got his hands on it and could like write notes um, to say like this isn't how it happened at all or like anything like that. And I think they understood creative liberties, but I think I don't think he really had anything bad to say about it. I think Dave Toski was alive at the time. Um, one thing. The only note that the guy who survived the murder at Lake Berryessa, I forget his name, I want to say it's Brian, um, he was still alive. They sent the script to him, and the only note that he had was that he wasn't a sociology major, he was a pre-law major. And then um, David Fincher actually wrote that into the scene. Yeah, he corrects her. But that was such an interesting scene to read in the book, because Robert Graysmith interviewed him and talks about how, like, when the murder was going to happen, he didn't, he never thought that they were going to be murdered. Like, well, Zodiac and, approached them. Yeah. And, and that's it, the way the actor played it, too. Completely. Completely. You watch it, and, like, he was, he was really cocky. And he was like, and, and he says something so interesting in the book where he said something along the lines of, I'm kind of glad this is happening. It's so interesting that this guy's going to rob us because I'm going to use it in my studies in school. <sighs> like stuff like that. Like oh he really thought gosh. nothing was going to happen. That's just like those people that have like mundane lives and like nothing really happens to them. And then they're like, oh wow, something's like yeah. finally happening to me. Right. Well, yeah. And it was something way worse than he could have possibly imagined. But he, the character or, um, the actor totally plays that scene that way. He seems very calm. Um, he even says something like, you can't leave us tied up here. We could freeze overnight. And every time he says that, it kind of breaks my heart because I'm like, oh. Oh, uh, honey, he's going like, to save you. He doesn't bro. think he's not going to leave you tied up. Like, that's the lowest of your worries right now is you're freezing overnight. So, yeah. Something else that they, that's um, interesting that, was taken definitely from real life is uh Toski had an ulcer for part of that time so if you pay attention there's always like a bottle of Pepto-Bismol on his desk and that's why when you remarked about him taking the tomatoes out of the sandwich and you were like oh me too <laughs> I was like a little but he has an ulcer <laughs> I just don't like tomatoes on my I know you <laughs> Well, that's why he was taking the tomatoes off. Um, and that's something they took from real life. Yeah. yeah. But see, I love like, I love little details like that. Me too. Like, that's just like what makes the movie so good. Mm-hmm. And so real, too. And so real. And that's why I think it's so cute. Guillermo del Toro was a huge fan of this movie. And I'm a huge fan of his. And he calls this... He's a boss. He's a boss. He's a boss. He's just the best. Um, but he calls this movie a one-sock movie. Meaning... One-sock? A one-sock movie. Okay. Meaning if you're getting dressed in the morning and it comes on TV, you stop when you're putting on your first sock and you get so engaged that you don't put on your second sock. It's like so cute. Um, And it's true. Like, I mean, I watched this. I watched this movie two and a half times in the last two days (laughs) (laughs) because I watched it with the commentary and then I watched it with you. And yeah, so and I'm still not sick of it. It's so good. And I feel like this is definitely one. Like, if I ever watch it again, 
I'm it's just one of those movies that you can watch with mul- multiple times because you're mm-hmm. gonna there's so many layers to unfold yeah you're gonna watch it with many different lenses mm-hmm. and you're just gonna pick up on different things yeah yeah and then yeah and you're gonna watch it with one sock one, one sock movie one sock so Jared yes ma'am what did you learn I learned did you learn a lot I did learn a lot <laughs> I learned that if you have a problem go to the library um but like with the code, it's like, you know, not every like, it's not unsolvable. Like, nothing's unsolvable. I learned set your egos aside. Yeah. Because work could get done faster. Um, double check your work. That goes for Zodiac mm-hmm. and the cops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't give him advice. <laughs> don't give murderers advice. Murderers don't double check your work. Assume you did it all correctly and leave your fingerprints everywhere. Okay, that's all you learned. I mean, those. I mean, that was a lot. That's true. I that's true. It was a long movie. That's true. You learned a lot. Learned a lot for sure. But <sighs> I mean, I learned that I love David Fincher now as a director. Yeah, you learned that you had been loving David Fincher. You just didn't for know. quite some time. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll go follow him on the Insta. <laughs> I doubt David Fincher has an Instagram. I Does know. he? I don't know. It's, it's funny. A lot of these movies I've been when we post on the Instagram, I try to tag as many people as I can, and I'm learning that yeah, not a lot of these actors no have it. There's official David Fincher. Is this actually official? Is he verified? He's not verified, oh, but he only has four videos. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna friend. pass. This is just. An ominous looking staircase. This is what looks like the five on a good day. (laughs) And then some creepy lighting. And that's all he has. I don't know if this is him. Yeah. yeah. If you want more David Fincher, that's reminiscent of this movie. Definitely watch Mindhunter. Okay. On Netflix. It's so good. And that's kind of where you'll see what I was talking about, how like serial killers kind of the serial killer thing, whatever you want to call it, (laughs) fad, I guess, starting in the 70s. And like, it could just be that like, that's when we started noticing them more. Like, I don't, and that's kind of something that they're trying to figure out is like, are we just now seeing, catching these guys and seeing this happening and it's been happening and we just didn't connect the dots or is something happening in our culture to spur these men that want to kill repeatedly right well and it's like if they have been around for a while then they have changed themselves because if like if they didn't want to get caught they wouldn't get caught I mean well like we have so many advancements in things like in in forensic science that they they might get caught just based on yeah that. now but like yeah. you, you do think they were far enough in the 70s they were getting caught in the 70s oh, okay yeah yeah some a lot of them um because it's like when you when you kill or when you do anything that many times eventually for the most part you're gonna get caught it's kind of rare that you have a case like Zodiac or the Golden State Killer where they don't get caught. But in both of those cases, which is what is interesting, is they did the same thing where they committed crimes in so many different jurisdictions that everyone had to talk to each other. Like every 
jurisdiction had one crime scene to go off of. And it sucks when you already don't have, like, those eyes. Like, if you had seen one in Vallejo and then mm-hmm. you had to go all the way to Riverside, like, mm-hmm. you should have been there in Riverside. Because, you know, it just, you just, there's sometimes, like, you can't explain or write down, like, what you, yeah, yeah. what you can connect. Mm-hmm. Like, you just But they don't, they don't even know to connect them. Right. For a while. Like, the Golden State Killer, he was known by two completely different names in Northern California and Southern California. And then it wasn't even until later that they were like, this could be the same guy. And then they only caught him. They just caught him this past year. I remember that. I yeah, saw that. For, through like DNA. Ancestry. Yeah, Ancestry.com. Because a, one, it wasn't even him, but it was no, like... No, it, it was one of his cousins. cousins. And it matched with the Golden State Killer DNA. And then they had... To, but they still had to get the guy that they thought it was. So they like got a coffee cup out of his trash. Not his trash. They had to follow him because they had to still follow the law. They had to like follow him and wait for him to dispose of something in public, like in a public trash can. Not a private one. No, they couldn't go through his trash to get his DNA. You need a subpoena. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they had to get, I think it was like a coffee cup that he finally threw away in public. And then they were able to get him that way. Uh, yeah. What we do for the law. I know. Which I would love for that to happen with Zodiac. But I don't know if they even have the DNA. Like, they have Zodiac's DNA. But I don't know if they have, like, Arthur Lee Allen's DNA to compare it with. I don't, I don't know. Well, they should. Cause, well, I guess just because you've been to prison, you don't have DNA necessarily. But, like, back then, it's friends. not like they were taking DNA. Mm-hmm. They didn't realize it would be a valuable piece of technology. Do you think they do that now? Like, they just do a swab? Like, any, like not even like every time you enter prison now well i they, guess they'll always have a swab on you if, if you well i think you have to give blood now or something i think you have to do like a blood test or something something wow. like that but um i mean to get dna you still have to have like a warrant and all that stuff mm. you can't just ask someone i think everyone when they're born gets their fingerprints yeah, fingerprints and dna that's what i used to say like, but then everyone's like it's an invasion of privacy I'm and like, i'm like you know what take mine because i'm not committing any crimes so i don't mm-hmm. care well yeah it's funny that's what i was gonna say too it's like mm-hmm. yeah i used to always say that growing up too. i was like if we just like started fingerprints now yeah. like you would be able to always match them mm-hmm. and then yeah you have the invasion of privacy but it's like look we've already given up yeah so much and we've willingly given up so much privacy. Yeah. I mean, I'm sitting here in front of my computer that I know can record me with a microphone hooked up, so they're going to get excellent quality, and in front of like a camera that I, I know they can hack into. into. And if I'm like, if I'm changing or something, like I face it away or I close it or mm-hmm. something, you know, because I know, like, I just know that, yeah. and I've accepted it. Siri's listening to you. Siri, Siri was not listening to me this morning, though. She was not working for me. <laughs> Alrighty. Yeah. So should I? I guess we don't have a theme really because we're gonna right. have a guest. Next. So we're gonna have a guest next week who's picking a movie and it's celebrating its twentieth anniversary. Yes, it is. What is the movie called? The I movie is called remember. Go. Go. I had never heard of it. Me neither. He loves it, so we're gonna give it a shot. He's gonna bring his DVD for us, and yeah, that will be her next. Our next one. Yes, it will. Yeah. Alrighty. Okay, hopefully. Until it's good. then, <laughs> make sure you guys check us out on Instagram at WeWatchThings underscore pod mm-hmm. and Twitter at WeWatchThings 
pod. No, yeah. uh, watch underscore pod. Watch underscore pod. I mess it up every week. I'm going to mess <laughs> okay. it up next week, too, or next time. There's a link um, in our Instagram, right? Yeah. Maybe. Make sure you guys, when you see the post, go ahead and drop in your Zodiac sign. <laughs> oh, God. We're going to get accused of, like... I don't know. Insensitivity? Insensitivity. Whatever. I'm so paranoid about it. I'll take all the heat. I'll take all the blunt force of that. Okay. I mean, I did come up with the game. But the game was fun. It was fun. It was fun. Alrighty. Bye, guys. Bye.